0: This talk is brought to you by iBiology.org, and this audio was taken from a video available on our website. Hello, I'm Dr. Rachel Kerr, and I'm a program director at the University of California, San Francisco. This video covers the final step of getting your postdoc position, which is negotiating your transition. This covers everything that happens between when you get your postdoc offer and when you leave your PhD lab. Students often find this time both stressful and surprising. It's stressful because they find themselves running into conversations and situations that feel fraught. It's surprising because they expected that their PI, who has probably had people leave the lab before, might have a protocol for this situation, but they find that it's actually not well defined. Students have told us that what's helpful for them is to frame this landscape as that they are entering a negotiation about their departure. And there's three things that they need to negotiate. Those three things are your separation date, your productivity, and your ownership. So separation date is the date you leave. When you think about this date, consider how much longer you actually want to be working in the lab, as well as specifically which quarter or semester you want to finish and when you want to start working in the postdoc lab. For some students, separation date is actually a few months after graduation because they stay on in the lab as a postdoc for just a few months. There are scientific reasons and personal reasons for doing this, um, including finishing up a project or delaying your timeline to align with a partner. One disadvantage of doing this, though, is that postdoc funding opportunities often have a clock that starts from when you graduate and get your PhD. So if you're going to be spending time when you're technically a postdoc on this clock, working on a project that's not going to fund your actual postdoc, it might not be a good use of that time. So keep that in mind if you're going to be applying for opportunities like that. Staying to finish a project can also be a little bit of a slippery slope. With any good project, it often generates more questions than it answers. And so it can be hard to know when a project is actually finished. Projects can run on and on, and so starting with a separation date as opposed to a productivity goal can be a better way to negotiate an actual end. Another reason to start with a date is because the whole publication process is also unpredictable. Oftentimes a PhD ends with the publication of a paper, but it's sort of impossible to say how long that might take, Um, and so it's common that people actually move on to their next position while they're still in the midst of publishing research from their previous position. So once you have a date set, then it's time to discuss the productivity in that remaining time. So this includes questions like, what will you do? What state will the various projects that you've worked on be left in? Do you need to train any lab members in a technique or on a project that you were working on so that that work can continue? How long do you want to have to actually write your thesis and prepare your thesis presentation? Also importantly, what will you not be doing? Is there anything that you're doing now that you're going to stop doing for the remaining time to finish your PhD? The key here is to keep in mind what is actually feasible. At the end of a PhD, you're probably going to be tired. You also might be eager to start your next position. Regardless of how you're feeling, your PI is likely going to hope that you can do more than you actually can. So you've already done the work. That's what you have to keep in mind. Now it's time to be realistic. And being realistic means that, one, you acknowledge that you're in a negotiation, and two, that you realize you're negotiating two things, what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. One important thing that you can do as part of this process, which will likely involve a few sequential conversations with your PI, is bringing up any kind of um, outcome or goal that either one of you had for your PhD and to discuss together whether it's going to happen or not, and if it is going to happen, when and how much time you're going to spend on it. For example, if you have three months left, maybe you have a conversation with your PI and they've decided it'd be helpful for you to finish your project, write it up, and send it to a journal, and train someone so that they can continue on with whatever comes next in that project. And that would be an opportunity for you to take a reality check that that's not a reasonable amount of things for you to do in three months' time. And you could come back and say, I understand that you want this project to continue. Um, I'm able to train this other person in the lab so that they can continue this and write a draft of my paper, or um, put together the figures for my paper. And that's also a time when you can decide for you, is it more important that you publish the paper or more important that the project continues, which is also part of your career goals. After you talk about that together, you can send your PI an email in which you summarize what it was that you discussed so that you both have a record of what it was you decided. The third item that you negotiate is then the ownership of what you've done. And this comes in two parts. There's what you walk away with, and there's what you get credit for. So what you walk away with are things that you're going to take with you to your postdoc. This could be a method that you generated, or a model you developed, or questions that you specifically are going to pursue. What you get credit for is what's staying in your PhD lab. This could be um, a side project, for instance, that was yours, but now will actually turn into someone else's thesis. Since projects don't really have endings and beginnings, what part will you get credit for? You can discuss specifically with your PI what the requirements would be for you to be an author on a paper that comes out of that project. Now, this might sound straightforward enough, but there's a lot going on when you navigate this process, and so we want to call your attention to these other factors so that you're not surprised if they happen. You will be nearing the end of a long and intense process, and you might be feeling lots of things possibly all at once, including sad, exhausted, excited, lost, frustrated, worried, or guilty. Intense feelings doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. As you have throughout the entire challenging process of your PhD, you can turn to your community of support to have space for these feelings. There's also something that can be unsettling when not articulated, and that's that you may have a secret hope, that you will receive acknowledgement and thanks for your contribution to the lab in your PhD. This is a very reasonable expectation, but we wanna bring it up because it may not happen. In times of change, like your transition from being a student to a postdoc, your PI is experiencing role conflict. In their mentor role, they would absolutely celebrate you and your success in finishing this stage of your career and moving on to the next one. However, in their supervisor role, they're going to be thinking about how to maintain the overall productivity of the lab without you. If they only play their supervisory role in this time, you may feel the absence of that celebration and acknowledgement. And for some students, this can feel deflating. So we encourage you separately from your lab to gather your circle of support and any other community that's been helpful for you in your PhD and acknowledge that achievement for what it is and hopefully also look forward with excitement to the next adventure in your illustrious career. So that's how to negotiate the transition from your grad- being a graduate student to being a postdoc. This video concludes module two of the Strategic Postdoc series. Thanks for watching and we wish you all the best in navigating this process and the next step of your career. Visit us at iBiology.org for more free talks from the world's top scientists. Funding is provided by the National Science Foundation and the National Institute of General Medical Sciences.